Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com.
like most of the time I'm very much like oh, okay like I can't relate or like he can't relate to it like he's old whatever but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing you're the same I know you're the same way but, but then you find <laughs> out damn my dad's pretty cool he's pretty hip he yeah. knows this stuff <laughs> Mom, you're old. Mom, you're old. You're like you're, the, you're literally like a couple months old, younger than him or something. I like, had what to is pick it, out you? two gray hairs yesterday. Are you for real? Let's get back to dad. Oh my gosh, do you ever get the ones that are like as long you're as her like, hair? Oh my god, dad. And she's like, Aubrey, do you have tweezers? Do you have get tweezers? Out, get Let's get out. Talk about dad. Come oh, yeah. Dad has gray hairs. He has for gray days. hairs for days. <laughs> girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I'm here with my family. Everybody say hello. Hi. Hi. So we have lizard legs, porcupine, monkey feet, and of course my husband. So in today's podcast, we're going to be covering fatherhood and what it's like to be a girl dad. How can women, how can us women better support our partners as a father and we're going to go through some memories and lessons that the girls have learned from their dad. So, honey, what would you say it means to be a true girl dad? It gives me the example to show my daughters what it is to be the way that a man should treat a woman. And it's through my examples. It's, it's how, I treat, how I treat you as my wife, as my friend, partner, their father. So that's... That's basically, to me, what it is in a nutshell. Okay, so for you, it sounds like to be a girl dad is to be a representation of how men should treat women. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to get to the girls. Any one of you can answer. What is the greatest lesson you learned from your dad? Yeah. (laughs) Aubrey looked like she just farted. What would you say is the greatest lessons you've learned from dad? Mm-hmm. Anybody here can answer. I mean, I guess, like, what dad just said is a really good example of um, one lesson that he's taught us all. I mean, I'm currently, like, talking to somebody right now, and it's, like, seeing how my parents love each other and how their relationship is has definitely been something that I've tried to mirror with any of my relationships. And just seeing how my dad treats my mom in every way possible it could be it could be an argument that they're having and seeing how a guy should respond to certain things or it could be just the way that they show affection and it's just with complete respect at all times it's nothing nothing disrespectful nothing just completely out of anger or out of the ordinary it's it's like a disney movie i guess it's all 
like perfect, I guess, for in my eyes. And so just seeing how that is constantly presented to us. You say perfect, but we totally argue. Like we were totally just arguing. Oh yeah, right 100% now. Gonna work. <laughs> but it, it's like, like, what do you mean? Because we do like, it's argue. The, it's the perfect like couple. It's like what you guys are supposed to do. You guys, there's no perfect couple, but like, you mean like you guys' arguments? Your guys' arguments don't turn into fights. You get doesn't turn into one hitting another, or it doesn't turn into. I have a lot of friends that are parents are divorced. They come to my house, and the first thing that they say is, "Oh my gosh, I've never seen like my parents." say I love you. I've never seen my parents kiss in front of me before. My parents don't even sleep in the same bed. They don't have the same room. I don't even live with, I live with one parent. I don't live with the other. My friends are constantly comparing their parents to to mine. And I just see how lucky I am and how lucky I am to have a dad that shows how I should, how like somebody should treat me and how I should be loved. I I think the biggest thing too, though, is like, Love isn't perfect. Yeah. And although in you, for you though, it's kind of like knowing that we're not perfect, obviously you're, you've witnessed dad and I argue, Yeah, but it sounds like even though we argue, it doesn't, it sounds like for you, it doesn't ever get to a point where you feel like we don't love each other. We stop loving each other just because we're arguing. It mm. sounds like for you, like the love is still there, mm. even if we're arguing. Yeah. Is that correct? And don't get me wrong. It gets annoying sometimes. Like seeing, um, like obviously no, no relationship is perfect. There's times where my parents are talking over one another and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, one person shut up. Okay. It's your turn. Mm-hmm. All right. Now. So I mean, she really don't say it tells us. Shut uh, up. No, no, I don't say that. I just need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's just like, it, there's never a point where I question if you guys love each other or if you guys are going to stay together or not. It's always like, I know my parents are going to work through this. I know that I've seen them work through worse. Mm-hmm. Like, hell, you guys mm-hmm. have made an entire podcast about the fact that you guys almost got divorced and you guys are back together, but you guys are way stronger than you guys have ever been right now, mm-hmm. especially with like dad being home and, you know, you guys both being home. Mm-hmm. I would say for a lesson that my dad has taught me, I mean, it's in the nicest way possible, but probably, like, the stuff that he didn't have, like, showing us that, like, he wants he wants us to live, like, a better life than, like, he ever had. So, it's, like, that's one big thing is that, like, also with, like, Can you give me, stuff, like, some examples? What do you mean by that? Like, I mean, like, with his family, it was very much, like, again, I mean, it's in the nicest way possible. Like, with his family, he would, like, tell us how, like, some of the stuff would be, um... In, like, his household and how with us, like, he takes us out on dates and stuff. And he makes sure, like, he tells us, like, he's proud of us. And, like, he makes sure he tells us and shows us that he loves us by being there for every single thing. Me and Brooklyn, we recently just started a new sport. And the biggest thing is that, like, he wants to be there for it. And it's, like, just being, like, very supportive. That's, like, one thing that, like, also is, like... If I ever have kids, very much just shows us, like, how to end up treating our kids when we're older and, like, how, like, Ali was saying, like, with relationships and stuff and, like, um, yeah. (laughs) That makes sense in my head, so hopefully it makes sense. It sounds like for you, just so I'm clear, and we're all clear, for you, dad, dad's upbringing, dad shared with you what it was like to grow up when Mm -hmm. he was a kid, and... It sounds like for you, seeing there being this, like, this difference with regards to how he treats you and how he is really very much involved in, like, sports Mm -hmm. and 
in your day-to-day activities or school activities. And so watching, I shouldn't say watching, but how would you describe it? Kind of like, would you, it's, it's sort of like him implementing the change that he wanted to see as a kid, Mm -hmm. but actually doing it for you guys. Yeah. He's like, he shows us how much like he loves and cares about us and stuff. And like, just making sure that it's like with other people too, not only like when we're older and having kids, it's very much just like, like how to like respect one another and how to like show other people like, for future like wives and or not wife sorry husbands for future husbands like how um how like just to like treat one another and like just being there for each other being supportive being like taking us out and like just like stuff like that mm-hmm. well tell me what you mean by taking us out so you mentioned date nights mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know what you're talking about. So, date nights, we have daddy-daughter date nights. We have mommy-daughter date nights. And it's where the parent will end up taking us out. And we have, like, weeks, like, like it'll go Aaliyah, mom, or Aaliyah, dad, then me, dad, then Brooklyn, dad. And then it'll go mom, Aaliyah, mom, me, mom, Brooklyn. And then we'll end up doing that. And then it'll just be, like, it's our time that we get to end up like, obviously, we talk to our parents and stuff, but it's, like, our time where we get to spend one-on-one time with each other and where we get to really, like, we get to talk about, like, our problems or, like, whatever's going on in school, whatever's going on with our sports, whatever's going on, like, anything. And we get to just, like, let them know, like, what's happening in our lives and stuff. And, like, yeah, and it's really for us to just get, like, closer as a family and, like, closer with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monkey feet. What would you say is one of the greatest lessons you've learned from dad? I don't know. Both of them took my words. (laughs) Well, if you had to give your own answer, what would it be? Um, basically what Leon Roberts said, but like, I don't know. That's all right. I will say one of the greatest lessons I've learned from my husband is love. And when I say love, Like one thing he does is, and I've told you that, is I absolutely love the way you love me. I love the way you love me. And like there are times when we kind of like poke fun at each other and we'll say like, no, dude, for I love you way more than you love me. And we'll go like back and forth. And it's one of those times where it's like, no, I really mean it. I love you way more than you love me. But when he says it to me that he loves me more, It's like, oh, no, you're, like, for real. Like, you're totally for real. And it's unconditional. And it's, like, 100% vulnerable. And so that's one thing that I've learned from you is just that unconditional love. Like, I know even at my craziest moments, like, even in those moments, you still love and accept me. I think even in the crazy, crazy, crazy moments, I don't know what's wrong with you, but even in my most craziest moments, I don't know if that attracts you more to be. <laughs> You're shaking your head. No, no. <laughs> but I know even in those moments, like just like seeing that love and knowing that love doesn't have to be conditional. And that's something I was taught. I was taught that you have to meet certain expectations to receive love. And if you're not meeting those expectations, then you just need to try harder. And there's no wonder that you're not being loved. And so that's one thing I would definitely say that you have taught me. And it was a, 
it is a very, very important lesson because I feel like it's in so many ways has also taught me to love myself and I don't have to perform. I don't have to do anything crazy. I can be me, all of me. And so I want to go into asking you guys to share your favorite memory about dad. Just wanted to add on to yours real quick. Yeah. He loves you with your bad singing. You know, he truly loves you. Oh my God. Really? You can bring that up? Yes. You sound like a dying animal. I do not sound like a dying animal. so bad. I don't even know how many music producers have come up to me and said that I'm like, was it SoundCloud? Were they dead? Were you talking about? Were you sleeping at that time? Oh my God. I think it was a dream. Why are you guys making fun of me? Because if you want to do that, all you need is a pillow, a blanket, and a bed. Here we go. She is so Kids are making fun of me. Hey, that's how you know you truly Still Maybe with you, those kids have really got to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, got, so going, I think you took TED Talks way to like to the next level. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like <laughs> how they motivate you? Brooklyn's not even you? on topic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say is one of your favorite memories with Dad? It could be just you and Dad, or making all of Dad us. cry. How so? Retirement. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Stop you looking at me. Cry. I made you cry. You I made you tear up and cry. You cried like a nope. little baby. Why was nope. that a favorite memory for you? You cried. Just seeing like, I don't know. Cause like, I already know my dad loves me. And like, I know that like, you know, he missed me like when he was gone and everything. But when like, he was gone where? He, when dad was on deployments and everything, like dad missed like a huge portion of my life. And it was a lot of, Skype calls and messages and letters and there wasn't really a lot of just like seeing my dad face to face. Um, I was pretty jealous of like all my friends that had that, that got to be able to see their parents like 24-7. There was times where my dad, he ended up recording a, he ended up recording him reading bedtime stories to us because he couldn't read them to us when he was gone. He had no cell reception. There was absolutely no way of contacting us. It was all by snail mail. And he had recorded an entire video of him reading a whole book. And so every single night, I got to watch my dad read me one chapter each night. And um, I would watch those over and over just so I can see his face and hear his voice. And uh, so for me... I'd cry like almost every single night not being able to see my dad. So watching him cry finally, I was just like, ha, you did it to me. I get to do it to you now. (laughs) So, um, you made me cry. (laughs) For me, that was, uh, I think that was a favorite moment just because I was just like, um, (laughs) we're even. Yeah. You can't do that to me, Leo. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of favorite memories my dad and I have, but I think that was was a key one because it kind of all bundled all my memories up with my dad from my younger age into one big one, hearing his speech, and it's kind of like a life flash before my eyes kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, My favorite memory... Was when I was in softball and my dad coached me for the first time. And I just, like, 
I thought, like, I wouldn't be able to do it because everybody else on the team, they were, like, I, I believe they were, like, the best of the best. And I was just, like, I can't do this. And every time we had practice, my dad would just, like, motivate me on, like, give me tips. And we would do, like, even at home, we would just, like, practice and practice. And he made, like... Even now, he made me, like, I feel like the best softball player ever. And <laughs> just because of those motivations. And now I'm just, like, happy because that one year, like, I still can't believe now that we won first place in the championships. And that made me happy because I thought I'd never make it to that point without my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's, like, there's a lot. I don't know. I don't, like, know how to say a specific one because there's, like, a, just, like, a lot. Yeah. Whether it being, like, me getting my period and then literally <laughs> dad having to, like, go to the barons and get, like, pads of, like, all sorts because he didn't know which ones to get. <laughs> or, like, going to Silgabi and, like, having, like, really deep conversations and then making me cry at every single restaurant. It's really sad. Why Why do you think it was, you would be in tears? I would be in tears because it would just be, like, like, we would get into, like, our conversations and it would always be so deep and then I literally go to, like, a realization. And then it was just, like, oh, crap, now I'm crying. And then it was just, like, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Like, we just, like, talk about the most randomest things. And then, like, it just, like, goes on forever. But... Why do you think that is, that a conversation with dad can go on forever? Because you're talking to dad about private stuff. I don't know. Because it's just, like, like, most of the time I'm very much, like, okay, like, I can't relate. Or, like, he can't relate to it. Like, he's old, whatever. But... I don't know why you're laughing. You're the same. I know you're the same way. But, but then you find out, damn, my dad's pretty cool. He's pretty hip. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knows his stuff. <laughs> Mom, you're old. Mom, you're old. You're like you're, the, you're literally like a couple months old, younger than him or something. I like, had like, two you're... gray hairs yesterday. Are you for real? Let's get like, dad. Oh my gosh, do you ever get the ones that are like as long you're as her like, hair? Oh, your dad. Is. And she's like, Aubrey, do you have tweezers? Do you have get tweezers? Get out. Get out. about dad. Oh, yeah, God has great hair he has gray days. hairs for days. <laughs> I'm embracing it's the gloom. Going on so for go back. So me go back. Just... Me and Scout are going to be twins. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about oh, dad? No. Like, how can, how, so how can young girls, your guys' age, have conversations with their father? Have honest and private conversations it's, with their father? What we, is it? When we go out to dinner... Yeah. Do I ever set any limitations on what you could ask me? No. He's very much, like, kind of, like, in a way, like, an open book. Because it's just, like, he can end up, like, he's, like, if you have any questions, like, like, I'm here to answer them and stuff like that. Not in, like, a weird way that it's, like, a very much, like, okay, I'm going to be your counselor. Or, like, we're going to end up answering some questions or, like, a teacher way or anything. It's just, it's very much, like, whatever I want to end up asking him, it's very much just, like, I can end up asking him. It's also, like, a very big, like, trust thing with him is that, and, like, that you have to be with your parents. Not, like, that you have to be, but it's, like, trusting is a big thing, a process of it, because being able to talk and open up to them, and it also, like, in a way, that also, like, builds, like, a bond, and it builds, like, everything, but, like, mainly, I don't, I don't know how you want, like, I don't know how, like, to word it. What? No, it's whatever. So, 
Like what, if you could give advice to fathers right mm-hmm. now so that their kids would open up to them. Cause I think that's one of the biggest Don't struggles. Mm-hmm. And very much just your body language and how you end up saying certain things. I know that like sometimes it may be just like, oh, okay, like I was just saying that as a joke like or something. It's very much like, okay, yeah, but like you're saying it as a joke, but it wasn't a joke to me. Like just like being able to be serious and like just be able to be like understanding, just like truthful if they have any questions. And it's like you don't have to like be someone else, I guess, but it's just very much like, okay, like I'm letting my dad know all this stuff. And then it's, like, it's just how also he reacts to it. Like, like with a lot of the stuff all I'm saying, he's like, oh, okay, like, there was, like, some times where I remember, like, I had, like, a girlfriend or something, and then she would act this way, but, like, it, like I would want this, or, like... Dad would give you his stories. Yeah, he would, he would end up telling me that, that, because mainly it's about, like, guys that I'm asking questions about because I don't know fully, and, like, yeah. still learning. Yeah. But, like, just being able to, like, ask him questions about it and be like, okay, well... Also, like, how is it that they shouldn't be treating me because I don't understand fully? And it's also, like, well, like, in my eyes, I'm, like, seeing... Like, I understand, your like, your guys' relationship is amazing. And, like, I want my relationship to look like yours. But it's, like, it's also, like, okay, but, like, I also want it to look my way, too. So yeah. it's, like, it's including, like, that stuff into it. And then, I don't know, it's kind of complicated to, like, say. No, I think what you're saying is... I have the freedoms to say whatever I want to say mm-hmm. and ask whatever questions about a boy that I'm interested in or a relationship that maybe I want to start. Yeah. I get the freedom to ask these questions to my dad mm-hmm. and he's not going to judge me. He's not going to criticize me mm-hmm. and he's going to give me honest answers. Yeah. So much so that he's also going to share some examples, but it doesn't sound like when he shares examples, he's taking over the full conversation on recalling like every memory he had with every girlfriend he had. It sounds like for you, the examples he provides you are short, sweet to the point, mm-hmm. but they leave you with information so that you can make the decision on your own. Yeah, it's very much like so that I'm like aware and I'm like also like very much like, okay, so like don't play games like if that's a thing or like if that's something that's going on or very much like the way a guy should be treating me, being respectful, making sure that as like when they see you guys, like making sure that they introduce themselves, mm-hmm. shaking your hand, like and just being respectful to not only you guys, but like being respectful to like uh, obviously like my siblings and other family members and like the other people around them, whether because like that shows like a big thing is um he was telling me like other people that like the way he acts is like like showing that he's respectful to others too, like waitresses and like waiters and like everybody around him, like friends and family and mainly like stuff like that. And then like obviously he shows me like other stuff about like with friends and like how to make sure that also like they're being respectful and just to make sure like I don't know how to word it I forgot the word I think one thing you're going towards is like how what a healthy relationship with friends even looks like yeah and what an unhealthy friends like how maybe you know how you don't want to be treated mm-hmm. okay all right Oh, and boundaries. Make sure yeah. the set or show his boundaries, Age especially in that if we don't like something, we immediately could stop it. And if not, the or like, yeah, just making sure that boundaries is one big thing. And then also, like, if we ever need to, he shows us examples of like, okay, like, no, stop. 
We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. Babe, what would you say is the hardest part about being a father? What would you say is one of the hardest parts about being a father? Um, I'd say the hardest part is we try to, or as a, as a dad, I try to, to be perfect. And although I'm not going to be, I try to do like, make sure that the, the things that I'm saying, my behaviors, my actions, is that it's, it's always the right thing. And I know that I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not always going to make the right decisions. I'm not always going to say the right things. I may react the wrong way. Um, but it's, it's, it's those times that I get to learn from my own mistakes and just, I get to do it all over again. And, um, but at the same time too, it's a, it's, it's my ability that as a dad that I get to see not only from my own mistakes, but also from the childhood that I've had and just being able to be the, the dad that I got to see bits and pieces from fathers to me that were that, you know, I, I get to see different, different things, different examples that were set for me in life and get to, you know, just from taking all their little, like the toolboxes and just put it all together and just me becoming who I am as a father and hoping that it's, it's the right thing and hoping that I, you know, cause at the end of the day, all we could do, I can't make the decisions for my kids, but I can just try to teach them and, and just divulge as much information, be as vulnerable as I can be an open book to my kids, be as transparent as I can be. Um, tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Um, and be a friend, um, to them when they need it, but also be just showing them compassion and learning to be comfortable with some of the uncomfortable conversations that we're going to have. Um, because I think one thing that you've taught me was like, it's either you hear it from your kids or let them hear it from somebody else. So it's, it's being able to just swallow that. And swallow that. There's sometimes I'm going to hear some things that I'm going to probably inside my skin. I am going bonkers. I'm going crazy. And I want to throw some kid off of a 20 story building. Allegedly. 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 Um, because of, of the way that they're treating my daughter, um, one of my daughters, or that there's some, some person that's like, you know, doing something to, to my child or treating them or talking to them in a certain way that shouldn't be done. 
Um, but I can't overreact because it's going to be my overreaction that keeps them from being able to come to me to give them that sage counsel and advice and provide them with, you know, a, a level-headed answer. And so it's even like through our own, our, our, our um, arguments that I try to make sure that even in our arguments, not stonewalling, but just trying to just stay level-headed and being the parent, being a, being a parent that's going to be mature and not overreact, not throw things, not be abusive, not, not curse, not do any of that stuff. And, and yeah, I, I, I sometimes overreact. That's human. But I try to tell myself, like, you got to be a good example. And it's, I think that's some of the hardest things is just trying to constantly be that example um, for my kids to, to see is like, okay, this is what I, what I want and what I expect because this is what the way my dad was with us. So I know that this is what I deserve and I don't deserve anything different. If anything, I deserve better. Um, so I try to just set the bar high as, as if I can, if that's even something that's attainable. Um, but setting a bar where my kids know, like, this is the way a woman should be treated. This is the way that their daughter should be treated. Your kids should be treated. These are the types of conversations that, that a man should be able to be comfortable enough to have with their kid. Um, and it's just through being that, that example that I think is difficult um, because sometimes we screwed up. I, I'm going to piggyback on what you just shared right now with regards to like when our kids are talking about boys, you know, they're both, we have Aaliyah who's 19 and Aubrey who's 15. Um, monkey feet, not a chance. She's not even trying to be with boys or anything. She still boys thinks and cooties. boys are still with the cooties at her age. However, Aubrey and Aaliyah are both obviously, you know, dating or curious about boys. And yeah, I agree. It's one of the hardest things is being able to go ahead and have open and honest conversations with the girls. And sometimes, you know, Willie or I not really caring too much for the guys that they're dating, but trying to do our best to go ahead and keep that opinion to ourselves because we want to make sure our daughters come to us and share whatever they're experiencing and whatever they're feeling, because if not, they will hide it from us. And I think mm -hmm. for me, it's a little bit easier because, you know, I'm a woman, but I think for a man, it's so much harder because you guys want to go straight to fixing. So for you, what advice would you give the father who wants to have open and honest conversations with their kids, but at the same time feels completely clueless? Um, I think the advice that I would give a father who is maybe trying to draw a connection but doesn't know how. Um, what is one thing you think that they, that would benefit them? Aubrey mentioned no judgment. Yeah, I think I think part of it is just you don't have to set this this feeling. Like I see some men that try to establish themselves like as this dominant figure in a household. And they have to maintain that dominance. And they can't bring themselves down to the same level uh, playing field as their child. Yeah. And I think that when you give in to that positioning that you've, this, this mythical, this positioning that you've given yourself, it's, you learn to, to just put down your guard and 
you, you have to learn to be a little bit vulnerable. Um, and I think that it's, it's when you do that, when you learn not to overreact and just be genuine, be transparent, be authentic. Um, don't overreact and just be calm, be patient, be kind and listen to what your, your kid has to say. And I think that when you do that, that's when you allow conversations to open up and them to tell you things that they probably wouldn't share with you because of their, they're, they're scared as well. Mm-hmm. They're scared as much as you are yeah. because they're, they're fearful of the way that you're going to react. So they're going to give you a watered down version of what they want you to know. And then saying things like, my friend has this situation mm-hmm. where, um, mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't know why you're looking at me. That's mm-hmm. only Aubrey. Oh. My, so my friend has I a mean, situation. My friend does have a situation. And, uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm so, lying. You don't know what, my friend. What advice, what advice should I give them? What advice should I give them? So, uh, so how, do I, how do I handle this situation? Lonely. Lo and behold, it's them. Um, I, I, think, think, I think that's one thing I appreciate yeah. about them is, you know, there is obviously going to be some hesitation. There is there obviously going to be some intimidation because it's there's, there's, their dad. There's fear absolutely on, from both sides. Yes, there's fear because. The kid doesn't want to get mm-hmm. the damn smack upside the head or get <laughs> or get ridiculed or insulted well, or yelled at or punished be- for what they've said. And I think the same time it's yeah. it's like it's it's also it's, it's brand fear new. of yes. So it's like sorry, I'm kinda like into your thing. But it's like it's also like it's brand new. Like usually like what's it called? Like Usually, like, if you're brand new to something, obviously, you, like, are going to be like, okay, like, let me test it out. But it's not going to be like, okay, let me, like, go full right in. Like, no. You're going to obviously be like, okay, so, like, if I know that my parents aren't going to react, like, aren't going to react out of fear, like, and go, like, all crazy, just know that they're going to end up being understanding. And if I tell them something rather than them just, like, hearing about it, then I know, like, okay, well, I was able to end up having, like, this conversation with them. So, it's, like, it makes... It make, personally, it makes me more comfortable to know that, like, okay, so I can actually trust my parents and yeah. not know that they're going to ground me every single second. Yeah. Although that does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I don't <laughs> that. Well, no, no, but no, no, but like, that's it's in like, her eyes. Yeah. But it's, like, being, like, recently, like, I know that our, like, our bond has been getting a lot stronger because of the fact that it's, like, okay, so, like, I'm able to tell my parents, okay, well, it's, like, I want to be open with you guys. However, I want you guys to also be, like, able to not freak out if I end up telling you something yeah and uh, like if ask maybe like if we want like maybe you can ask questions however it's like don't go like all crazy when you're asking questions and be like okay well why did you do this when did you do this like yeah don't make an interrogation yes like, and that's hard for mm-hmm. us parents because like you know it's been like maybe one or two or three sessions and they were all separate times and we're mm-hmm. getting you're giving us more and more information and you're right, you know, with 
as your child is giving you more information, hold back and yeah. listen. Don't make it an interrogation. Mm-hmm. Listen to understand, not to like punish or yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. seek to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that you know. Even though, like, and I say this because I think it's important, even though I'm a therapist, I do get into those modes where it's like, oh my God, tell me more, tell me more. Because it's like, oh my God, my daughter's talking and she's sharing so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let me use this time to go and gather all the information. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, and she closed up. And it's like, oh, damn, I missed the mark. But I think that's one thing that dad's learning, I'm learning, and I will continue to learn for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. is that you will slowly, both all three of you will slowly open up to us. But I think that goes back to what dad was saying is you don't have to be head honcho, mm-hmm. machismo, man of the house, you know, like ruler. You got to give it time. Yeah. Like, uh, and knowing that, there. yeah, knowing that, that you don't have to use your title as dad mm-hmm. to go ahead and connect. It's actually not think, even that. I think one of the other things that I've had to learn the hard way too is that like not every kid, just because they come from the same mother and father, not every kid, what you did with one kid is not going to work with the second oh, kid amen. and with the third For kid. For real. All because because the conversations, real. like the Chicks conversations that you'll have with one, I mean, it's all part of a, a puzzle, but it's not part of the same puzzle. No. They're all, they're all, like a they're 10, all, yeah. <laughs> I'm only a hundred. Yeah. I only got a hundred pieces. Real. Obviously it's like 10, Some conversations, some kids, Brooklyn's some of your one. kids. <laughs> and I'll say this to, to, the, to some of the fathers out there is that like, there's some that you can have open and candid conversations with one kid and the other one, it's going to be like, golly, I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this and I can't get nothing out of them. And then the other one, it may be like, I'm going to give you just a little bit and that's it. That's it. So a little taste, but <laughs> Don't give up. Yeah. Just right. just continue to, to try to figure out, like, you know, what makes your kids tick and, and you know, going into into those things and, and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Have those conversations. Have them, have them often. Mm-hmm. Um, have them early. If you, got, if you got girls, mm-hmm. if you got girls, get comfortable with girl things. Oh, periods. Shark week. I will 100% Shark week every go month. up to my dad. I will go up to my dad and be like, dad, I'm on my period. And he'll be oh, like, I Aaliyah, I don't want to hear this. And I'm like, school. dad, I just had the weirdest thing come out of me. And he's like, Aaliyah, <laughs> shut up. And I'm like, nope, I don't care. You're going to listen to it. You have four girls in the or, house. Or playing you gotta the listen. slime and being like, oh, this was like discharge. Hey, you said we're getting up and pressing on there. So. Oh, but, no. it, but the thing is, it is true because if I'm not around, you will ask dad those questions. Mm-hmm. Dad. What I don't know what this is, and obviously you guys aren't. You know, you guys are keeping your body parts private. But yeah. at the same time, if you guys feel like, wait a minute, I'm having extra hard cramps, or I don't know what this is. Can you buy me some pads? Can you buy me some pads? <laughs> or the fact that he's comfortable pads? buying pants. Pad I know for all. Oh my go god! Up, like, so that's mm. the thing. Like you guys get to have those open, honest conversations, and you guys get to ask questions. Regardless, I know it sounds crazy. Like, wait a minute, why is he having conversations with his daughters about discharge? Well, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna give you here a few pointers here. One of them is he's he has all girls for daughters, mm-hmm. and if he's not having, if he, the girls aren't able to ask him about what is going on with their bodies then guess what? They're going to keep it to themselves. They're not going to share anything. 
And then something that might be solvable will not be solvable. And we won't find out until maybe a couple months later. So hell no. I want my girls to be able to have conversations with their father, with myself. And obviously it's, it's whatever they feel comfortable with. But that's the thing. They feel comfortable talking to their dad about, hey, dad, can you go get us pads? Hey, dad, can you go get us tampons? And Willie just so happens to call our monthly time because all of us are kind of on the same on the same flow. But baby, what do you call our monthly flow? She's Shark Week. He calls it Shark Week. Are you on the rag? Do you need a plug? Yeah, need a plug. Need a plug. But he calls it Shark Week. So y'all are hooking up to your Bluetooth again? Yeah. <laughs> or like you know, going in the pool? It's okay. You're good. The j- the pool, the water. It's a plug. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what I will ask. And I definitely want to make sure we get to this. One thing is, you don't want to make your kids feel like they're stepping on Legos just to talk to you. Ah, uh, I'm yeah. so glad you said that. Because that Why is, is that one, so important. It's just like, for me, in the beginning, I definitely did feel like, okay, like, oh, I can't tell this to my parents because my friends don't tell this to their parents. Yeah. Or I can't do this to my parents because they don't do it with their parents. Like, I've gotten made fun of ever since I was extremely little for being like a goody two shoes or being super close to my parents. Timmy still makes fun of me now and he's like Aaliyah you're with your parents every single week I'm in college I live in the dorms and I'm home for summer right now but every single weekend I come back and I visit home or it'll be like Thursdays and I go to stampede out with my friends I come home first to have dinner with my parents and then I go out I get made fun of all the time for that but like I feel completely fine with it because my parents are like my best friends in the entire world there was times, though, when I was growing up where I was just like, oh, crap, like, my friends don't tell their parents this. My friends are uncomfortable with this, so I can't say that to my parents because they're going to have the same reaction that my friends' parents are having. And realizing that, like, my parents didn't... Just built different. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, that too. No, but, like, you guys are super vulnerable with, like, everything. You guys aren't talking to us to be perfect. You guys are talking to us about, like, just real raw things. Like, we... For me, at least, I don't know how it is for Aubrey and Brooklyn, but for me, like, growing up, I was always like, okay, like, my parents were goody two-shoes is, like, seeing how you guys are now and just, like, how you guys, I mean, maybe not with the language thing, but (laughs) working on it. But just, like, seeing how you guys are, like, oh, yeah, I got straight A's. Oh, yeah, like, you really don't have, like, this together. Like, oh, yeah, I have this together. You're not (laughs) A. I can't say that. But, like, you need need A's, like, strictly A's. Like, you can't have any B's or D's. I got that. I got grounded because I had a D for a year. I got grounded. I couldn't have my phone because I got. But that's a D. also like one anyway, thing that they're saying, like with yeah, their parents. But like no, now, but I'm saying now they're learning yeah, from. They're it. they're definitely learning. I'm I'm saying this now because like yeah. before I was I was uncomfortable talking to my parents about like oh yeah mom I'm failing class oh yeah dad I'm failing class oh yeah dad um, this boy's talking to me in this way I can't say this to my dad because my dad's gonna like overreact and fight this person or oh yeah like this person just called me oh the one time where i said this person's calling me a b word that was the <laughs> first time my dad like not the first time my dad's like been like chill but like the first time that my dad was like just say it like i'm not gonna like, get mad at you i'm not gonna punish you for saying it and i was like oh my god i just felt so disgusting saying it i literally rinsed out my mouth <laughs> and yeah, spit be like, it out Bit, let me go on for a rampage uh-uh. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh-uh. i have <laughs> i was like oh my god i feel so disgusting but like don't don't put yourself out to be this perfect person. Put yourself out to be like a human. You're you're human. You make mistakes too. You made mistakes all throughout your life. 
be vulnerable, be an open book, be real, raw, and honest, and just don't, as my dad said, don't put yourself on this huge pedestal because you're human. I'm sorry, but you're not perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us not to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Because if you seem to be, like, we're not going to talk to you. No. At all. No. No. Because it's like we can't relate to you. We can't Mm -hmm. end up doing anything. Like, you're you're perfect in every way. Like, the heck? Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to somebody where I'm just like, oh yeah, well, he won't understand or my mom won't understand. Like, or every single time yeah. you kind of get like pushed down because it's like okay, mm-hmm. well I'm not, I'm not on like you, it feels like you're not on their level, so it's like okay, so like since I'm not on your level, why should I even put in the effort to talk to you? I need to talk to the people that are at my level. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna start talking to your friends, which is like it's even so worse, bad. so bad because you get the the worst, the worst. Because um, they're learning mm-hmm. who you are, mm-hmm. except different. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna go on to the next question. And it is for dad. Sounds like Dan. <laughs> I know it does. Like really, um, how can I better support you as a father? Okay, calm down. Calm down. You look All like you're right. about to stretch. You look like you're about He's to like, stretch. He's like, here's the list. Okay, I've been waiting for this day my whole life. <laughs> how can you better support me? Yeah. How can women even better support their husbands as fathers? Um, is there something that I've done already in the past? Or is oh, yeah. there something that oh, I yeah. can do? Yes. Yes and yes. Um, I would. I would say. Yeah. I would. I would say part of it is supporting what I what I say. So if I if I say that the answer is no, and don't let our kids play us. Yeah. um, You know, if I say if I made if I make a decision, and I say this is what's going to happen, I know they're going to go over to you, and then I see the 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 answers and, and. and the conversations going on, and all the giggling, and then I could hear even some of the the murmurs that are that are happening in the distance. And it's, I'll, I'll talk to your dad. Well, don't worry, don't, you'll be able to go. You'll be able to do this, or you'll be able to do that, or you'll be able to wear that. Okay, um, but I do the same thing with you. I go, all right. So, Dad, can I go? I did this in high school, Dad. So, can I sleep over at Susie's house? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, hey, mom, can I sleep over at Susie's house? And she was like, hell no. I was like, but dad said yes. Dad's fine with yeah. it. So I, I do it with that. both. I, I do it with both parents. I just do I just do yeah. I just, whoever's in a better mood. Yeah. Whoever's in a better mood. If I get scared, I'm like, okay, I can Well, okay, so what do you think it is that fathers need, especially if they have all girls in the house? How can we, again, how can we better support you as fathers? So you mentioned... Being on the same page with regards to judgment, it just but. needs to be a unified front. Like, like the the husband and wife, it should be a partnership. They should have, each have each other's back. But they're like, if there's a a disagreement in the decision, they should be willing to have that conversation behind closed doors and not in front of the kids, because then it shows a divide that my parents ain't even on the same sheet of music. Like, they can't even yeah. agree. In front of us, at least that's what I used to think as a kid. Is be like, I I asked them one one thing. This one says this. She says this. He says this. They don't even know what the heck we should be doing or how I how I um, if I can or can't do this thing. So I don't even know what the heck it is. So then I start going to my friends or I start going to somebody else. So that's when to me that as a parent, it's important that whatever the decision is, it's. What'd your mom say? My, well, mom said this, or mom said ask you, but she said that she's fine with it. 
okay, well, let me talk to her and we'll give you an answer later on. Gotcha. To me, that is the a better thing than just saying, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. And then they come back and they're like, hey, dad, I, I'm going to go over here. What do you mean you're going over there? Yeah, mom said I could do that. And I'm saying no. Yeah. Because of this, this, and this. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a yes so one. I'm going to get a yes one. So it sounds like basically making sure we're we need unified. To be on, we need to be we're on, on the same, same page. Yeah. And, and not being on the same <clears throat> sheet of music. Or basically taking time to go ahead and come come together, meet, have a conversation prior to making a decision on yeah. our own. Yeah. Gotcha. And I would say the, the other thing is just avoiding public embarrassment from your partner. Um, there should, that should never happen. Don't undermine them in front of the kids. Don't embarrass them for a decision that they made. It's a decision that they felt was the right decision to make at the time. And so they made that decision. I'm sure they took things into consideration and made the best decision that they possibly could make. I don't think public embarrassment or neutering them in front of others is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I've been totally guilty of that. Yeah. And, and that's like, to me, that's like the, the opposite of what right looks what right looks like. That's that's the wrong thing to do. Okay. Um, you have those conversations, have the disagreements, and you're not always going to agree, um, and that's fine too. Um, but I think that you can have a healthy conversation behind closed doors, and then at the end, say, "Okay, this is what we're both deciding. Are we fine with this? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Last question. In one word. Describe your dad. One word. One word to describe your dad. <laughs> really, Brooklyn? I thought you were all like getting up with amazement. Oh. One Brave. word to. I'm sorry? Brave. Courageous. Courageous. Elias is brave. Aubrey says courageous. Loving. Oh, wait. Courageous and brave, they're like the same thing. It's whatever word it is. Oh, I'm sorry? Crazy. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say sexy. That's, That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it PG. Come on. Definitely going to say sexy. All right, husband, we got to wrap it up. What do you, what would you say you're most proud of? Being a father. Oh. All right, you guys, that's it. That's a wrap. We made it. We are done. <laughs> Wait, so, yes? Yeah, our dad. Dad has four girls and a boy. Four girls? Yeah. But hey, one, yeah. two, three, oh. four, oh, and a boy. Scout counts. Scout Brooklyn, where did you come out scout with this? Scout counts. Okay, scout counts. I kind of forgot Brooklyn was here. I'm about to throw this money at though. All right, so everybody, so all for all of you men, happy Father's Day. 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 All right. Bye. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. 
What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there. 
This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.